chilled your delicate sensibilities. This has explicit fucking content. Hi, my name is Angela, and I have over 30 years experience in the adult entertainment industry. And I'm Jordana, and I once period blooded all over my new male roommate's couch. Drift bear. I don't know that that's how you say that. Um, That's how I say it. I period blooded. <laughs> And then I panicked and I tried to clean it up. I got some cleaner from underneath their very dusty cabinet that had never been used. You know, like the bottle was crusted and filled and it turned out it was bleach in it, not what it said it was. And so it, it completely bleached the spot on the couch. But then that kind of covered my tracks because then no one knew what had happened. And I just said, fucked if I know. But it didn't leave any emotional trauma. (laughs) It didn't. Breaking news. There's been a lot of flooding in Eastern Kentucky. 37 people have perished and they believe more will be in the body count. The floodwaters happened really fast, but I don't know why more people weren't evacuated or what exactly the situation is. That's not what happens when it floods in Eastern Kentucky. Okay. I know nothing of the terrain of this area of Eastern Kentucky. What happens is called flash flooding where we don't know what's going to happen. It's just going to rain a lot. There might be watches that it could potentially flood, Mm -hmm. but when a flash flood comes, it's very quick and unexpected. Because the terrain is a lot like living in a ditch, it's like houses in a ditch, it's called a holler. It's almost like a whitewater rapid comes through the ditch where there are houses. That is horrifying. It is. I've been in, you know, the holler when it's happened, not in any way to the degree of this. But I've seen it. I've had to rescue cats out of it. And it's really scary and it happens really quick. So you don't have time to evacuate? No. Huh. That's that's so scary. So when I lived in Florida, there there were hurricane warnings. And we always knew because we lived in a floodplain that there were times that we would have to evacuate. And we did evacuate. But I didn't know that there was like zero time for people to get out. I had talked to a friend who has family in eastern Kentucky. And she told me that there were concerns about a dam breaking and the area that she has people in. So they were able at one point to get some people clear of that area, but I didn't know about the flash flood issues and the inability to warn people to get out ahead of time. So what are they doing now? It's still raining there Mm -hmm. and the waters have not fully receded and there are places where helicopters cannot even go. People are being evacuated from their roofs and attics. Basically it's getting people out of there. It's cleaning up areas where water has receded, but it's still raining. Right. And now temperatures are getting so hot that there are going to be heat warnings. It's basically trying to get people clean water, trying to get people supplies, trying to get people out of there. I'm going to link on social media, places you can go to donate money. And people are donating their time. Grammy award-winning artists are coming in who are from the area and donating their time and supplies. Everyone can do it. You don't have to be famous to give $5. Right. So what are we doing? We are going to link those and I have given some money and I am going to go get mops, brooms, deodorant, panties, things like that, and take it to the state police post and have that distributed from there. Nice. Same, especially panties. 
<laughs> Very specifically panties. panties. Then feminine hygiene products because nobody ever gets enough of those. No. We will get our things together and we implore all of you to get together whatever you can, whether it's time or money or tampons to help out the people of Eastern Kentucky because they are hurting. Get your shit together, put it in a bag, send it to Eastern Kentucky. Yes, please. Very underrepresented community who's treated like shit in the media. Let's do something to help. Yes, please. It's time to ask Angela a listener question. I love questions. We have a listener that wanted to know, how does one break into the adult entertainment industry if they are seeking employment or a job other than entertaining adults? Specifically, this person has a background in the custodial arts. All of the clubs that I worked at had a cleaning crew that would come in after hours, vacuum and mop, wipe down the tables. Occasionally we had another company that would come in and power clean the couches and any of the bucket chairs that had fabric on them. We also had another company that would come in and scrub the carpets. So these are separate companies that were contracted to come in and do the cleaning on a regular basis. So no, we didn't have a person that did the cleaning. It was a company and they would, they would put in their bids to take on the contract. So that's how we did it with the clubs that I worked at. The very first club that I worked at had the regular club area, but they also had some peep shows in the back and for lack of a better term, movie jerk off booths. And they had what we called a floor walker. He was the guy that went around with a mop and cleaned up. The jizz mopper. He, he was, yes. He was the floor walker or the jizz mopper. They don't have those booths anymore. But yeah, that, that was a job that he had and did. I don't know where you can find those now. Maybe he can go in and put in a good old application for it. I mean, that's legit how we brought in our, our waitresses and, you know, the floor hosts and whoever. They would drop off a resume or fill out an application and same as any other job, you know, do an interview and get hired in. Got it. Today, we're going to talk to Alex, a former Hooters employee. Welcome, Alex. Hi, thank you. How long ago did you work at Hooters? I worked at Hooters in 2011 and 2012. What was the best experience working there? You made a lot of money. There was a lot of very dumb men that came in. Like I had an older gentleman that if you shucked his oysters, he would tip you 250 bucks every time. And that's not a euphemism for something, correct? You were actually- No, that's, yeah. (laughs) He liked oysters and didn't want to touch them. So there there was lots of different people that were similar to that. So it made it kind of a unique experience depending on what people kind of came in, you met like a very large variety of people that came in through Hooters. <laughs> How much money did you make in a night on a, the best night? So it kind of depends like on a weekend, depending on what kind of tables, like there's, you know, people that came in that were just normal average tippers that would come in for just the experience of coming into a Hooters. And then there's people that come in and tip you big. So I think the most I ever went home with was probably about $1,200 in a night. And then there's days where I walked out with 20 bucks. Have you ever yeah. been a waitress at a different restaurant? So I've that- waitress since I was like 12. <laughs> money that you made at Hooters, was it comparable to what you would make at another restaurant or did you make way more, way less? Usually way more. Definitely. I would say the tippers at Hooters were usually quite a bit more than what I made at other places. So Jordana said that Hooters really tried to push the family atmosphere at the restaurant. So talk about that. I really want to know about that. Um, So Hooters really is meant to be like a family place. They hold their girls to a really high standard and they try to give off 
off like a certain kind of atmosphere. Like they have a lot of rules and stuff of things they have to follow. They want their girls to be presentable at all times. They have a lot of different games and stuff that we would play with kids. We always had balloon animals and stuff. If it was a birthday, they did like singing. We used to like put little kids up on a chair and sing to them and kind of embarrass them. Or we did tub races with them where we would put the kid in one of our wash tubs and us girls would push them and race around the room. So we try to kind of incorporate everybody into it and make it an experience while you're there. Most of the girls are just there because it's a job. There's very few of them that are there because they're trying to make it something more than what it is. We don't want to be hit on. So there's so definitely a lot of creepers that came in, but for the most part, there's a lot of families that came in too. Let's talk about the standards that they held you to. Like what sort of um, guidelines did they give you? I think the rules have changed since I was there because it's been a while. But back then you had to have makeup on. Like you had to have a minimum amount of makeup on. You had to have heat to your hair. So whether you had straightened it or curled it, you had to do something with your hair. You couldn't have any tattoos showing. You couldn't have colored nail polish. You had to have just a stud size earring. Like you couldn't wear anything bigger than that. You had to have a certain suntan sea pantyhose on. They really tried to push you to go back to school. Hooters was definitely about trying to get their girls educated. They had a program where based off your grades, they would actually give you bonuses if you were doing well in college. They had quite a, a lot of rules. You had to be covered up when you came in because that was kind of like a safety thing. They didn't want anybody to know you worked there. People follow you to your car and stuff. It was nice. You've also participated in some amateur stripping contests, correct? Uh, yeah. So one of the big things is you have a lot of people from the strip clubs that try to get the Hooters girls to come and work there. So one of the things that they did was a lot of times there was a strip club that was around the corner and they would kind of like promote different things for us to come and get us in the door. So there for a while, they would do like an amateur night. They would like have limousines come pick us up when we get off work. They'd put us in the VIP area. They'd sit there and let us drink for free. Mind you, I was underage at this time. And then we would judge the amateur contest. And there was actually one time where some of us girls participated, but Hooters doesn't allow you to work for them and also be on payroll at the strip club. So after I participated in the amateur night, I got brought into the office the next day and asked if I actually was on the payroll for the strip club, because if I was, I would have been fired. I was not. I obviously just participated in the, the amateur night, which I won first place, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, my stripper name was Alley Cat, and I meowed at everybody, and I honestly had no idea what I was doing, so I just kind of flopped around on the stage, and <laughs> it was definitely an interesting experience that 19-year-old me is not going to ever forget. But yeah, so they actually did take quite a few of our girls. A lot of the girls would go there, and they would work like the bottle service, or be shock girls, or bartenders, and they would make even more money there than what they did at Hooters. We did lose a lot of girls that way. Did Hooters have you sign like a morality clause or something? Is that why they couldn't have you working at both places? Um, I mean, we had to sign paperwork when we started, but what it actually entailed, I don't really remember. Though it might've had something in there. I just know I got pulled into the office the next day and pretty much told if I worked there, I was fired. <laughs> wow. What was the creepiest thing you ever had a customer do at Hooters? There was a lot of just creepy people in general that would come through. I don't know if anyone kind of takes the cake more than the others, but there was guys that would like argue with you about wanting your phone number or like there was guys that tried to like follow me to my car one night and the manager had to take me out. There was just a lot of guys that thought that they were coming in and that their tip was going to pay for more than just the tip for their 
your meal. A lot of them thought that you were going to go out to eat with them when you were done. A lot of them thought they were going to take you somewhere. So there was just definitely a lot of guys that wanted more than just a service. Well, I guess I should, a food service. Sounds kind of typical. Yeah, it, it, it was. They were just somewhat extra creepy. Did you ever have any issues with the women that came in? A lot of times there were wives or girlfriends that came in that would be kind of snotty with you, especially like if their boyfriends or husbands were extra flirtatious. I mean, I feel like that was a them getting mad at their their spouse's fault, not a me fault because you guys came in to see me. This is where I work and you knew what I was going to be dressed like. Like it wasn't <laughs> like I came to you. There was a lot of times where they would get kind of snotty with me, but I never had anybody yell at me or try to fight me or anything, but they definitely would kind of get snotty sometimes. I try to what? show the women more attention than I show the men. <laughs> so for the most part, I feel like I got along with them. Don't they train you to give the women more attention than the men if there's a woman at the table? I honestly don't remember. I find most men creepy, so I usually avoided them anyway. <laughs> same, same. I feel like if you go into a Hooters with your significant other or really with anyone and you're paying that much attention to your waitress, or if you go in any restaurant and you're flirting with the waitress, that's a reason for the person you're with to get upset. That's garbage. Yeah. Oh, I agree. But I think they should get upset with their partner and not Absolutely. the other person. I mean, if the waitress was acting out of line and she was being super flirty back, then I could totally see getting upset with her too. I think it's kind of a two-party thing, but I hold my spouse to a certain standard. Like we eat at Hooters quite a bit because he doesn't act like a dog. But if we went into Hooters and he started acting like a dog, I probably wouldn't want to go there. But I also would probably re-pick my choice for person that right. I'm with because that's not somebody I would want to be with. Yeah, 100%. You're totally right. If you don't know how to act, I'm probably not going to be with you. <laughs> well, I mean, you want somebody that doesn't know how to act a little bit. But that's at home in the bedroom, not at Hooters <laughs> where there's another waitress that he's staring at. <laughs> You're here for good times, not good manners. <laughs> yeah. Here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> so how long did the Hooters training take? I think it was for like five shifts. I think you kind of follow your girl around for a shift or two, and then you have to go through like the computer classes, and they test you on the food and stuff, make sure that you know the menu, and then they they follow you around for a couple shifts. So I think it was like five shifts, and then they gave you like a quiz to make sure that you passed everything. It kind of just asked you about the employee handbook and asked you about the food, and as long as you passed, then you kind of got to go by yourself. When you went in for your interview, did they make you stand with your toes to the wall and make sure that your boobs touched the wall? <laughs> No. So I actually didn't have an interview. So I worked at a little restaurant called the Olive Tree when I lived in South Carolina. I worked at this little tiny Italian restaurant and I had gotten off work and it was really late and I was hungry and I was new to the area and I stopped in to eat. And my waitress, I had never been to a Hooters actually. And so I was like, well, I'm here by myself and that place is open. So I'm going to go in and check it out. And while I was eating, my waitress was super nice. Like she became one of my best friends while I lived there. And she was like, do you need a job? And I was like, oh, you know, I appreciate it, but I have a job. And she's like, well, I really think that you would do good here. I pretty much got hired on the spot. She had the manager come over and talk to me. And he asked me if I'd waitress before. And I told him that I already waitressed at another restaurant. And he said, okay, can you start on Monday? So I started on Monday. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Recruited <laughs> right off the table. Sitting there with hot wings in my mouth. <laughs> It was like midnight. It was late. I had just got off at the other place and I really just went in to try out the food. What was your favorite experience working there? There were a lot of nice, not creepy guys that brought us gifts. There was one gentleman, I used to not wear my uniform in. I would wear like sweats and whatever over top of it so you couldn't see it. And one time I walked in in these like old duck slippers and I wore these slippers for like half of high school actually. And that's why I remember them. But I walked in in these old duck slippers and like the guy looked at me and he said, why are you wearing those? 
clothes. And I was like, oh, it's all I got. Guy just kind of joked about it. Well, then he asked me, what size shoe do you wear? And I was like, ah, seven and a half. While I was working, he went over to the shoe store and bought me multiple pairs of sneakers and then brought them back and gave them to me. He said, I don't ever want to see you in them duck slippers again. <laughs> and like, that was it. He was just a really nice guy. And I guess he thought I needed some new shoes. <laughs> there was just, there was people like that, that, that weren't creepy, that were just trying to help that I feel like he wasn't trying to hit on me. Like there was nothing after that. He never asked me out, didn't ask for my phone number. He legit just went and bought me some shoes and then I never seen him again. They would bring us food. There was different like dessert places around and they would go get some gourmet cupcakes and drop them off for all the girls. There was just really nice people that I feel like tried to spoil us, I guess. And then some of them just didn't want anything in return. They were just nice people. Or, you know, maybe them being nice to us was their thing. Maybe that's what they liked. I don't know. <laughs> but, but some people were just nice. Were you with someone when you worked there? Did you have a partner? Not until the end. So the majority of the time that I worked there, I was single. And then I actually got engaged towards the end. But I was there for about a year and a half before that. Did your partner have a problem with you working there? Kinda. He used to kind of make some jokes. A lot of times when I would get hit on, I would give his number out <laughs> because I didn't want to give my own. So then like he would get calls throughout the night like, hey girls, nice to see you today. And he was like, oh yeah. A lot of times I didn't want to give him my number. That was the number I knew off the top of my head. So <laughs> I'm divorced from him and I still give out his phone number when I get hit on. So <laughs> like to let him know I still get, get the attention. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He gets big mad. He yelled at me for that the other day. He's like, some guy called and asked me for you. I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Must've been one of those old Hooter guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I think this is great advice for everyone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It seems like I hear horror stories about, you know, just crazy stories about like physical requirements in order to be a waitress at Hooters. Did you see anything like that while you were working there? Were there any physical guidelines that the girls had to fall into? Yes. All of the uniforms are no bigger than a size small. So if you didn't fit in the uniform, you couldn't have the job. I definitely think they discriminated on older women. Pretty much once you hit 30, I don't think we had any women that were over the age of like 30 when I worked there. But definitely like my shorts were like an extra, extra small because I have no butt and chicken legs. I get those from my dad. But either way, like if you didn't fit in a size small or smaller, you couldn't work there because you didn't fit in the uniform smaller, smaller. Yeah. I didn't even realize there was like extra, extra small shorts. And they were like, Oh, put these on because they want you to have, they call it like a chicken wing. I think that's what your butt flap is supposed to look like in the back under your short. Oh, and you had to wear a thong while you worked there. That was another requirement. They called them tea back panties. That's what the book said. Cause if they could see your underwear line, they could make you take them off and you have to wear like a nude colored bra because white, I guess you can see through the shirt, nude color. You can't. Did they not give you tanning and gym memberships? Yes. A lot of the local gyms gave all Hooter girls free memberships. So they encourage you to tan and encourage you to stay fit and be able to fit in your uniform, I guess. <laughs> Did you get a discount for the food? Usually, depending on what you worked, if you trained somebody, you got free food. I think you got at least half off after a normal shift. A lot of times they used meals as like if they wanted you to work another shift, if somebody called in, they were like, hey, we don't have enough girls for night. Like we'll give you a free meal if you stay for the second shift. So a lot of times they kind of enticed us with free food. Where the customers worse? Buffalo Wild Wings or Hooters? <laughs> Probably Hooters, I guess. I mean, I feel like every place I've ever worked, waitresses kind of get treated like shit. There's very few people that come in and treat waitresses.
waitresses with respect. They don't realize that they're just there to make a living too. People come in and treat waitresses literally like they're servants and yell at them and everything's their fault. And I feel like every place I've ever worked, I kind of get treated like crap as a waitress. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. There's normal people that come in that have respect and don't treat you that way. But the majority of people come in and they just, they think they're better than you because you're serving them. There's people like that everywhere. I think there's always going to be people like that. I think Hooters definitely probably had some worse ones. There were people that came in and they thought if they tipped you good that you were going home with them. They kind of had like expectations for it. I really thought you were going to say Buffalo Wild Wings. Don't get me wrong. When I worked there, they were rough, but <laughs> no, I think honestly, there's, there's good and bad people everywhere. There's some people that will always respect you. And there's some people that are just going to treat you like they're better than you. So fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them and feed them beans. Let them fart themselves to death. Facts. Is there anything you'd like to add? Hooters was definitely an experience. I didn't mind working there. I learned a lot of stuff, but Hooters definitely, it had a decent atmosphere. I made good money for my grades and stuff while I worked there. They encourage you. And I think they definitely try to get you the education to get you to move on when you're done, at least the company wise. So, I mean, it wasn't bad. And I think everybody should eat some Hooters in their life. (laughs) Did you know that Hooters used to have an airline? No. Yeah, it didn't do well and it wasn't open for very long, but they had a full service airline where all the flight attendants were dressed in Hooters uniforms. They served Hooters food. You'd think that would have went well. (laughs) (laughs) You'd think so. Yeah, men are dogs. I definitely would have thought they'd pay good money for that. Did you have to get back your uniforms when you left? No, I have an entire tote full of Hooters uniforms and my friends and actually my middle brother wore them for Halloween one year. I actually dressed my one dog up as a Hooters girl for Halloween too one time. He did a great job. (laughs) Did you give him boobies? No. I should have, but it was a little tight. He's a little furry. <laughs> Poor baby. It was All lovely right. talking to you. Thank you so much. It was nice to you. Of course. Bye. And with that, we're, we're here, here if you need to talk. talk. Did I scream? <laughs>